first thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. This is Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. And now, your host, Matthew Kanata, joined by co-hosts, Josh Houts and Aaron Sutton. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Finsider Radio. This is Matt Kanata, joined by Josh Houts and Aaron Sutton. And all the talk in Dolphins land today, November 8th, is all about Ryan Tannehill and the latest news regarding his injury. We are now finding out it is a right shoulder capsule injury. Very complicated, very complex. No real timetable, no real clarification on what is truly going on. This injury, of course, to his throwing shoulder that he injured against the Cincinnati Bengals towards the end of the game when he was strip-sacked. And his arm just went in a really tough spot going backwards, trying to go forward all at the same time, and thus leading up to this. To help us sort this all out, we are joined by Dr. David Chow of the San Diego Union-Tribune of Clayton Football and a board-certified orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine specialist who spent 17 years as the head team physician for the San Diego Chargers. Dr. Chow, of course, gives his input on many types of injuries throughout the NFL as they come up throughout the season, very well-versed in his knowledge and the game itself. You can find him on Twitter at ProFootballDoc. Dr. Chow, thank you for joining us here on Finsider Radio. Thanks for having me. All right, Dr. Chow, let's get straight to it. You have seen Ryan Tannehill from a distance. You have not examined him. You don't have any inside information. You've just seen him talk at his press conferences. You have seen the play. You have looked at film of Ryan Tannehill, and you know the injuries that have occurred in the NFL over the years. In a nutshell, can you tell us what's going on, in your opinion, with Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, thanks for setting it up that way. I have never examined Ryan Tannehill. I am not... uh, 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 pretending that I've seen an MRI or know the latest, but just from no insider information here, more insider knowledge from being in the NFL and knowing what these injuries are and also studying the injuries on uh, uh, video. And I did look at the video for the Bengals game, etc. From the get-go, when he had the shoulder issue and there was rumors that he was be, would be out, there was talk about how he was going to be out because of the AC joint spraying the Raiders. And I didn't believe that at all. But once I saw the video of the Bengals hit where he was fully cocked and then uh, ended up uh, having his arm stopped by Carlos Dunlap, that's when I wrote on October 15th that there is worry for a capsular injury, which has since been confirmed. And that's just hard to predict. And, uh, and how he's going to do in terms of timeline. However, uh, based on the article that I wrote yesterday is from Ryan's own comments, I don't think he's that close. I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but I think it's pretty optimistic to think that he'll be back after the bye for the full game. 
Dr. Chow, you actually told the Palm Beach Post this morning that you think Ryan Tannehill is more likely to be out for the season than he is to be back for the Colts game. Now, you mentioned you have not examined Ryan Tannehill. You've just seen what's been going on via film and so forth. If you're making this assumption, right, and you have the experience to, to do this and to look at these things and kind of get a feel for what's going on, why does it seem the Dolphins can't find that kind of uh, ground as well? They're, they've been saying for the past few weeks, well, we'll see about the upcoming week. We'll see about the upcoming week. Is this common in the NFL to kind of lead opponents maybe down the wrong path? Or do they really feel like Ryan Tannehill could get back on track sooner rather than later? I don't know what the Dolphins, Dolphins are thinking inside the building, and I say that in the kindest way. Not that I don't know what they're thinking as if they don't know what they're doing. I always find that teams know exactly what they're doing, uh, and we on the outside may not understand it. But if we did know all the facts, we would understand why they're doing what they're doing. They could be misleading opponents. They could be keeping hope alive and keeping players in the building and Ryan Tannehill optimistic. Uh, there could be other reasons that I'm not thinking of. But they've got good doctors and good trainers. I believe the Dolphins know what they're doing. Um, you know, I'm on the outside looking at this, and in no way am I criticizing what the Dolphins medical staff has done with Ryan Tannehill whatsoever. I'm just saying that uh, Ryan has kind of told us uh yesterday what's going on he basically said he tore his capsule and what i mean is he says i we have to let the capsule heal well if there's no tear what's to heal uh he said the capsule was stretched he didn't use the word tear but stretched medically means at least partial tear and that's part of what i base it on that it's still going to be a little while there's nothing wrong with being optimistic uh, but I'm trying to be more realistic than optimistic. And in general, it's not the pattern of an NFL quarterback to start throwing next week and then play the following week like at the Colts. Uh, there's a reason why uh, pitchers report to spring training early in baseball. It just takes longer to get back to it. And he also said yesterday that it hurts to throw, it hurts to lift his arm overhead, and uh, he can't make all throws yet. Uh, so if a quarterback yesterday can't make the throws, it's, he's just unlikely to be able to do it in a little over two weeks. Dr. Chow, how it's here. Thanks for joining us, taking time out of your day to, to come on Finsider Radio. Um, the last time a significant shoulder injury occurred, as far as a lot of us remember, was the Andrew Luck injury. And, you know, he got hurt at the end of the 2015 season, aggravated again in 2016, missed all of 2017. For us fans, you know, we're not we're not doctors. Give us a little insight on, you know, the difference between those two injuries and how one might affect Ryan Tannehill more than it did, you know, the Andrew Luck. Well, you know, uh, I've been very hesitant in my writings and talkings to compare it to Andrew Luck because I don't want to be inflammatory and try to imply that Ryan Tannehill is going to go down the same path. Andrew Luck has said, and by studying video, it was a posterior labral injury. Ryan Tannehill has said, and Coach Gase, that he has a, a capsular injury. And uh, there are some significant but subtle differences. Uh, both happened when their arm was hit in a throwing motion. But the belief is that Andrew Luck's labrum was torn and needed surgery. We're not to that point yet on Ryan Tannehill, thinking that the capsule won't heal or need surgery. 
you know, is it possible it will come to that? It's possible, but it's not the main thing on the radar screen right now. Dr. Chow, thank you for joining us tonight. Now, I don't know if you were with the Chargers back when Drew Brees was there, but we really could have used your shoulder insight at that point in our life. But uh, I, I, also understand that you, I also understand that you're the father of twins, and so am I. So I'm going to ask you kind of two questions. I'm lucky enough to do that. We're father twins. So I'm going to, my first question is this. So when you're coming and looking at this injury in the first place as a medical team, and you get these MRI results, could you just help make sense for the fans how you could possibly see a capsular injury but also miss a small labral tear because it did get revealed today in the news that there is a small labral tear on the shoulder. Well, um, you know, uh, thanks for mentioning the twins. And, uh, yes, I was there uh, when Drew Brees dislocated his shoulder. I can talk about it because it's public knowledge. And uh, recently, within breaking the records and all these retrospectives, my twins who five at the time, they just turned six uh, last week, uh, they don't remember my being a team physician or being on the field ever, but, <laughs> they did, but they did see some pictures of my walking Drew Brees off the field holding his arm and said, Daddy, Daddy, you know, what are you doing there kind of thing. But in, in any case, <laughs> that's awesome. I, I was not aware of the revelation of a, uh, a small labral tear. Uh, however, it does not surprise me uh, for several reasons. First and foremost, in no way does this mean that uh, the Dolphins medical staff or the Dolphins themselves were lying or misleading or they don't know what they're doing or it was missed. Uh, it is easily uh, too easy to explain that, first of all, medically speaking, we often use the term capsule labral complex. In other words, the capsule becomes the labrum and the labrum becomes the capsule. And so if the predominant injury is to the capsule, it just may be termed a capsular injury, but medically they're not two, oh my gosh, distinct structures of two different parts of the shoulder. They're kind of a continuum. So the fact that it goes, it's a capsular tear that goes into a little bit of the labrum doesn't shock me, and uh, I wouldn't put a lot of alarm on it that somehow the dolphins were hiding something or the medical staff wasn't uh, didn't know something. Uh, that's at least my take. But I haven't reviewed all the information or data. Uh, you probably can hear I'm driving home in the car here, and uh, you know I still have my day job as an orthopedist, so I'm not up to date on the latest reports. Well, I appreciate that, and thank you for taking that at face value. Um, kind of follow-up question there. So let's say uh, we do take the realistic approach and say that Ryan Tannehill is going to be done for the 2018 season. What are we looking like in terms of re-aggravation? Is this a particular injury that is susceptible to re-injury? Well, you know, as, as great, I think, as Ryan Tannehill is being and being open and honest in his discussion with the media yesterday, and as tough as he seems to be saying, yeah, oh yeah, my shoulder's in pain, and he expects to play the rest of the season with his shoulder in pain, I think the Dolphins medical staff will do this, but uh, they need to be careful there in the sense that if your pain is actually because the capsule or labrum is still not healed or tightened up, 
you're probably, quote, picking at the scab, and you probably shouldn't be throwing in terms of what's best for Ryan. Uh, if the pain is for other reasons, then, of course, you might be able to try and play through. But in general, if your shoulder hurts to throw and only hurts to throw, that means something is being stressed when you're throwing and you're probably smart to hold off. If your shoulder is just in general sore with a lot of things you do in life, just because it's the game of football and there's a bruise or contusion there, that's something you might be able to try and play through. So I'm sure the Dolphins medical staff will sort that out. And, uh, you know, Ryan's got to do what's best for him, and the Dolphins and their team docs are going to be vested to try and uh, do what's best for him as well. Dr. Chow, is this an injury that you could see, you know, maybe ending Ryan Tannehill's career? And how would it affect his throwing motion, you know, the velocity, when he does eventually come back to football? What are some of the signs and long-term effects this could have on his game? Well, let me, let me, and this is why I'm glad to be doing the interview, and this is where tweets get misleading uh, and short sound bites. Let me put it to you this way. Any NFL running back that tears his ACL, that ACL is indeed a career-threatening injury. Certainly our expectation is be it uh, Adrian Peterson or Dalvin Cook now coming back or any number of running backs, that the chance of recovery and return are pretty good. But because you make your living with your knees and your legs, when you tear your ACL, medically we would define that as career-threatening. So I would have to say that Ryan's injury here is indeed in what we would call medically a career-threatening situation because the capsule and or labrum are so important to throwing in the shoulder. However, it is not my expectation, and chances are very high that this should not be career-ending. But career-threatening, anytime you do this to a throwing shoulder of a quarterback, you'd have to say yes. So hopefully that you, everyone hears me in context, context there, and we don't go run out with headlines saying, oh my gosh, his career is being threatened. We're joined here by Dr. David Chow of the San Diego Tribune of Clayton Football and former team doctor for the San Diego Chargers. Dr. Chow, one more question for you before we let you go this evening. All this talk about Ryan Tannehill, this whole episode, it's, it's made all the headlines in the newspapers today. You've been appearing in many articles down in South Florida. Just as, as we uh, can clarify from, from your vantage point, again, I want to keep clarifying that because I know you've been clarifying that as well. You have no inside information. You have not examined Ryan Tannehill and you've mentioned this in all of your previous tweets as well as you uh, look at these injuries and try to figure out what's going on. In your estimation, just from what you're seeing from your distance, do you think Ryan Tannehill has a shot to come back this season, or do you think it's better that the Dolphins rest him for the remainder of the season? I'm not examining him. him. I have full confidence in Johnny Rebe and the Dolphins medical staff to help make the right decision. Uh, don't get me wrong by the Joe Shad quote of he's more likely to miss the entire season than to play against Indy. That's not, that's just, it's more of a uh, uh, pessimism towards playing in two weeks than it is okay. pessimism that he won't play this season. So that's the interpretation of that. I'm just saying it's not realistic to think that he's going to play uh, in Indy. 
Now, it's not impossible, but it's just not realistic. Now, do I think he'll come back this season? I think chances are still reasonable that he will come back this season. However, the longer it goes, and, you know, if the Dolphins can keep winning, then it increases his chance of coming back this season. You know, at some point, if the Dolphins fall off and they're eliminated, that increases the chance of Ryan not coming back at that point in time. And that's just logic right there. But don't take my Joe Shad quote as being pessimistic, thinking that he's not going to play this season. It's more that signaling the unlikeliness of him playing in uh, the indie game after the body. All right, so it sounds like it's just a waiting game. We'll see how his shoulder reacts. Kyle, thank you for joining us here on Finsider Radio. We greatly appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us. Uh, thanks, and uh, hopefully better situation next time. Yeah, just to reiterate what he said, I mean, he's not examining Ryan Tannehill. It's just something that he sees on film, and, I mean, this guy's an expert. Uh, I don't think the Indian game, I don't think the Indianapolis game was a realistic approach for this team. I don't think it was actually going to happen, and I think that's what Dr. Chow said. I mean, there's a likelihood that he comes back this year, but if you're thinking he's coming back against Indy, that's very, very unlikely. Let the guy rest. It's a waiting game, like you said, Kanata, and hopefully Ryan Tannehill's back for a playoff push, but it still seems like things are up in the air, and we'll see where it goes from here. Unfortunately, we were in the stands to see this hit, Matthew, and um, I ended up up walking to a different state, and it's – this whole conversation with Dr. Chow has pretty much verified what I thought, you know, just picking up the nuggets, trying to connect the dots, read between the lines like everybody else. Just the way that he is still feeling uncomfortable and in pain in the throwing motion. He doesn't really have much distance on his throws or anything. And this is a month and a day from when the injury happened. I know he's had a rough go of it lately injury wise but the dude I don't think we can really question his toughness I mean we can question how available he is but I don't think we can really question his toughness so if this guy is still reporting some significant pain after a month of after this has already happened I think that you know the the, the fact that the Dolphins are kind of dialing back everything in terms of how much they're they're pushing him to get out there and make throws I think you have to uh take into consideration that this is going to be a, a longer-term recovery than, than maybe we, we had hoped for, I'm thinking he's done, guys. It's a sad it's a sad situation. And I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. When we all sat here, all three of us, leading up to the draft, and we all sat there on Twitter, and we said that it's not that we don't like Ryan Tannehill. We can still like Ryan Tannehill. But we could also want insurance in case Ryan Tannehill re-injures his knee or gets injured in some other way. And here we are. It was not even, what, four weeks into the season or actually after four weeks of the season, and the Dolphins have a quarterback problem. And Ryan Tannehill may not play again this season. He may not play another snap for the Miami Dolphins. And Minka Fitzpatrick is an absolute stud. And the fact that he's a stud will help the Dolphins get off the hook with this. But if the, if he was if they pick someone else other than Minka Fitzpatrick, and that person turned out to be a bust thus far, and I know it's still too early to call it that, but if that person was not contributing thus far this season, and you had a Brock Osweiler as your starting quarterback, 
believe me, you, there'd be an uproar about why the Dolphins did not select a quarterback like Josh Rosen. And it, it, could, be, it could have been Josh Rosen's time here in Miami, and we could have been looking towards the future, and who knows, we could have been winning games. But in no way am I saying Minka Fitzpatrick was the wrong pick because the dude is an absolute stud. He's a shutdown secondary player no matter where he is, and he's going to be a star in the NFL. But revisionist history, they should have, they should have picked a quarterback somewhere. Any last thoughts, Sutton and House? That brought a tear to my eye. We talked about this so many weeks leading up to the draft and got hated on on Twitter. You know, you're not a Ryan Tannehill fan. You're not a fan of this team. And this just, I mean, this is proof right here. I mean, it had nothing to do with Ryan Tannehill. It had to do with his health. Sure, this wasn't about his ACL injury that he had, but we're now without Ryan Tannehill and Brock Osweiler as our quarterback, just like last year it was Jay Cutler. Something needs to change. This team needs to go out there and find their quarterback. Uh, even if Ryan Tannehill comes back on a cheaper deal, maybe he competes for the starting job next year. But you need to do something because it's it's getting out of hand. And I mean, if they don't make a playoffs this year, it's another prime example of why. It's because you didn't have a backup plan in place. A Teddy Bridgewater would have been nice, but a rookie, anything. I mean, they just completely abandoned drafting a quarterback. Brandon Dowdy was the only one that this. They've drafted since Tannehill, and it's it's been ugly. So that, that brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, and if anything, you thought if Tannehill went down, oh, yes, we're going to have a horrible record, and we're going to be able to get a good draft pick in the next draft. Well, we're still heading for purgatory like we usually do, and who would have thought that Brock Osweiler, we, we were talking about keeping two kickers on the roster instead of having Osweiler on it. So the fact that he's come in and, and won a couple games for us, I don't know how we're going to look back and reflect on this with the Tannehill injury and everything, but it just seems like every path the Dolphins would have take and taken in that situation would have backfired on them in some way. And then you could say the record the Dolphins have now at 5-4 and four. That could be a great coaching job by Adam Gase, or it could be right where the Dolphins need to be, but that is a whole other conversation for a whole different episode. That's going to do it for us here on Finsider Radio. For Aaron Sutton and Josh Houts, I am Matt Kanata. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami We're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Everybody!
I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find this anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out.